2 Timothy chapter 3, 2 Timothy chapter 3, thankful for the sovereign move of God in the house this morning, amen, what God is doing in this church, amen, God is trying to do something in the lives of people, the lives of believers, not because simply I am here today, but it is the perfect will of God. God is interested in taking his people to a place and using his people and the people of God walking in the revelation and power and the authority that God has called them to walk in. I firmly believe that God is giving his church the tools necessary in this time that we are living in. Man, 2 Timothy chapter 3 me and my wife counted a distinct honor to be here once again in this service over the last week. Man, some of you didn't even know I was going to be around this long. Bless God. Every time I walk in, you're like, surprise again. I thought we got rid of him. Bless God. I am, I'm not gone yet. Not yet. I know some of you, you're about ready for me to be gone. Praise God. Amen. Well, it's good to be here. I give honor to Pastor Bradford and his wife and their family. Amen all that they do. Man, Brother Peyton Bradford is ministering and preaching. This, he did this morning and also tonight. I was able to speak to him a little bit today. So, man, you're blessed. You got, you got the, the youth worker, youth pastor preaching out, pastor preaching out, blessing the kingdom of God all over. And the church still goes on. Man, that's how it's supposed to be. Man, so thankful for great leadership and the people of God. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, and content. Fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. Or of this sort are they which crept into houses and led captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts. You go skip down to verse 13. Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue. Somebody say, but continue. Thou and the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, and of knowing of whom thou hast learned them, that from a child, this is Paul speaking to Timothy, from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. Through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. We quote this scripture often, put it in the context, and all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Chapter 4 would go on. He says, I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead, that is appearing in his kingdom, preach the word. Be 
instant, in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Doctrine. Amen. For the next little while, I don't want to be very long tonight. Amen. I want to preach the thought, the title, the methodology for the end time hour. The methodology for the end time hour. All across this house, if you can put down your Bibles, put down your smart device. I want you to lift up your voice one more time with me all across this house right now. Come on, that's it. Fill the house right now. Almighty God, we come before you today. We give you high praise today, God. We give you high praise today, God. We give you glory. We give you honor. Come on, that's it. If, it. if it's appropriate right now, why don't you get connected to your neighbor right now? Come on, I want you to continue to pray and lift up your voice right now. Hallelujah. All across this house, get connected with somebody right now. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We magnify you, God. We glorify you, Jesus. We exalt your holy name. Come on, lift up your voice just a little bit louder tonight. Come on, do you feel that in the house right now? There's victory in the house. Come on, there's victory in the house right now. Come on, that's it. When the people of God begin to pray and begin to touch the throne of God, there's victory in the house. Victory, 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 victory. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. Methodology for the end time hour. God has equipped the church with everything that it needs. You and I have been equipped with the power, with the anointing to be able to stand in the day we are standing in. Paul would give the emphasis to Ephesians for them to have the revelation and understanding that the battle that they're in is not a battle of the flesh and blood. Ephesians chapter 6 would tell us this, that, that there's wrestling, there is conflict in high places with principalities and powers of darkness and rulers of darkness and and, and those set it up upon high places as there is an engagement. There is a battle. The battle that a lot of times that you and I face, it's not a battle of flesh and blood. We're not fighting people today. We're not fighting our neighbor. We're not fighting our friend. But we are up against spiritual things. We are up against, and it's a spiritual battle. It's not a battle of the flesh. It's not a battle that we can pull out our handgun, which, bless God, I believe in having one of those. And, um, you know, I, I might live in California now, but I grew up in Texas, so we'll just go ahead and get that clarification. Just get that out there before you try to lump me in, you know, with the Bay Area. Don't do that. Amen. Uh, I just happened to get there and find my wife, bless God, and 
Praise God. Keep going. And uh, that revelation and understanding that the battle that we are in, it's not a battle of the flesh. It's not a battle of, of, of just human principalities and human enemy. But it is a spiritual battle that we are engaged in. In the battle that you and I are facing here tonight, there are things that are unchanging, things that will never change, ways and methods to overcome and have a victory will never change. It'll never change in our world that we're living in. It'll never change in the church. The same way that they've been able to have victory for century after century is the same way that you, can, you and I can have victory in the hour that we're living in. No matter what goes on outside of these four walls, no matter what goes on in the world around us, amen, the church is still called to be the church. No matter the hell that comes against us, no matter what we face, no matter the darkness that begins to close around your world, God is giving you everything that you need to be able to stand in the hour that you're living in. God has equipped us with the very power to be able to stand in the day and age that we're living in. In this battle that you're facing, God has given you the power. God has given you the ability to stand. The Bible says standing, doing all that you can stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. Standing there in the midst that you would be able to withstand the wiles of the devil. That you would be able to stand while everybody else is sinking in the sand. As everybody else is being affected and beating by the circumstance and the hour that they're living in. I'm preaching to a group of people in the midst of a world of uncertainty, in the midst of a world with problems and so much chaos and worry that there is a group of people that are able to stand with their foot flat against the ground, being able to stand in the hour that we're living in, that the people of God do not have to cower down the people of God do not have to back down, but they can stand there forth. They can stand there forth. I've come to remind somebody very simply today that what we need right now in this hour, what we need more than ever before is just to keep on keeping on. We need to keep on pressing not with lackadaisical mindset, but pressing in fervency and power, amen, to see that which the Lord has spoken shall come to pass. We need the pressing, the fervency, the power, the anointing, that no matter what is coming my way and no matter what I may face in this hour, I will be able to stand and standing therefore. Trials may come my way. Circumstances may come my way, but I'm going to stand. Hell may break out in my world. Trouble may face 
my family. Things may happen, may lose a job, may lose a family member, but in all of it, I'm going to stand. Hallelujah. Somebody may walk out church, somebody may walk out of your life, but no matter what happens in this hour and time, I'm going to stand, baby. I'm going to stand. No, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep on doing what I know to do. I'm not going to sit silent or sit back. I'm going to keep doing what the word says. I'm going to keep believing the word. This is not the first time that the church has been in a moment of pressure and it seems like the church would be against its back against the wall. It's not the first time that anybody has felt pressure today in the house of God. But pressure has been on the people of God for a very long time. Decide what we'll do with that pressure. You got to understand that when you begin to go through the epistles and you begin to take the time to study scripture, that a lot of times if we don't begin to peer into the culture and the society, as we, as we know, the epistles are for the church. One said that the book of Acts is how, that you, how do you get saved and, and then the epistles are how you stay saved. And so then in the epistles we find that these letters, as it goes to different churches and majority of, uh, of the writing would be from Paul and we would see these writings and Paul would communicate things. Now, a lot of times we look at these scriptures and, and, it's, and it's relative to where we're looking and where we're living, but a lot of times we don't peer into the culture, the society, the hour that they're living in. And sometimes that we would read just some scriptures, we would think that in the hour and time that the church was facing, say in the church of Ephesus, that, that everything was just kosher in the world. Everything was just peace, fine and dandy. There was no problem. There was no issues. Until you begin to look around that they were living in a godless society as well. They were living in a society that was full of philosophy and full of psychology and full of all of Greek mythology. And they were in a society that was anti-God. They were in a society in a world that was not for the message of one God. They were interested in exploring the revelation of many gods. And this is the pressure, and this is the thing that the church was up against. That's why when Paul would so implore Timothy, he would write to him with such an urgency, letting Timothy understand and know that the hour that you're living in, Timothy, that outside of where you are, there is a world encroaching around does not believe that there is one God. They don't believe that there is simply one God before us today, but they believe many things, false doctrine. He said, Timothy, I, I want you also to be aware, Timothy, because there's even some, those that have, that have walked among us, that they, they don't believe it anymore. But, but perilous times shall come, Timothy. Hard times shall come. I want you to know in these last days that, that perilous, hard, difficult would be a better word to define. That difficult times shall come. But he told him, you know what, Timothy? In the midst of difficult times, in the midst of hard times, Timothy, I don't want you to stop doing what you know to do. Timothy, when all hell's coming against your world and in your family, 
Timothy, I don't want you just to sit down and let the waves of life begin to overtake you. But Timothy, I want you to rise up to the occasion. And Timothy, what I want you to do is, Timothy, I want you to remember. What do I want you to remember, Timothy? I want you to remember what you have learned and heard. I want to propose to you tonight that the word of God is enough in the day and age that we're living in. The Bible is still enough for me in the day and age that we're living in. The word of God is still the answer in the day and age that we're living in. Truth is still the answer in the hour that we're up against. Truth is still the answer in the hour that we are facing. It does not matter who walks out of the house of God. It does not matter who walks away from truth. It does not matter who perverts the word of God. The word still works. Hallelujah. If the word worked back in Israel when they were coming out of Egypt and he began to tell them about coming out, amen, and going into a land that he began to promise them, if it worked for them, it'll work for us. And if it worked when they were in the wilderness and they didn't know which way to go, but they kept being led by the glory of the Lord, then it'll work for us in the hour that we're living in. The word of God still works. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. What we need is that understanding and revelation that in difficult and hard times, the greatest answer is the Word of God. The greatest answer, the sign time hour that we're living in, is the truth of Scripture. There are some things that the Lord has given the church. That if we use with a revelation and understanding, we have the power to walk in authority and in dominion in this day and age that we're living in. If we would pick up the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit, and learn how to act and navigate with the atmosphere that we're facing. Because what a sword can do, it can begin to tear down the things that are around that begin to encroach. And when the adversary begins to encroach in your world and in your environment, the Lord is giving you a sure word that you can be able to stand before what is before you. You are able to stand with tenacity and with power and with revelation. Hey, man, what the church needs tonight, and I've come to remind somebody very simply, hey, man, what the Lord has given us, it still works. It still works. Hey man, God has given us something uh, that still works, baby. Uh, praise still works. Praise still works. Prayer still works. Worship still works. Hallelujah. Giving still works. 
hallelujah, fervency in spirit still works. It still works. You know what I've come to preach to you so plainly tonight? Amen. That the methodology for the end time hour, amen, is still the same method and it's still the same message and it's still the same way. It has not changed. It's not in some new gimmick. It's not in some new light show. It's not in some But it's in the word of God. It's in the truth of God's word. You don't have to change it. You don't have to try to find another way. But the same thing that worked for the apostles will work for you tonight. And the same thing. Hallelujah. It works. I'm getting ready to lose my voice in this place today. Hallelujah. It works. That that same message, that same that same spirit that was there when Peter and John were in a place in a difficult place, and they began. Hey man, I, I said Peter and John, Paul and Silas. Hey man, they begin to praise, they begin to sing songs, and they were in a prison in their life, and they were in circumstances, hey man, that seemed too big for them, too large for them. Hey man, and when they were in that place, and they begin to sing songs, they begin to sing praises, they begin to magnify, hey man, and all of a sudden there was a shaking, and all of a sudden there was a moving, all of a sudden doors begin to open, hey man, chains begin to get loose, hey man, can I let you know tonight, uh, amen, that the recipe that was in the book of Acts uh, is still the recipe in the house tonight. Uh, in the same way that it worked for them in the book of Acts, uh, when they got in the Holy Ghost uh, and they started speaking in tongues uh, and they started preaching the word of God, uh, it worked for them. Uh, it worked for the drug addict then. Uh, it worked for the prostitute then. Uh, it worked for the ones that were bound then. Uh, can I tell you tonight on a Sunday night, uh, amen, Sunday night alive, uh, it still works. Uh, it still works. It, it has not lost its power. It still works. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's the last time you heard that the blood still works. Woo. The blood still works. Woo. It's still flowing. Down from Calvary. That blood that was shed on Calvary, it still works. It's still the answer. It's still the way. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. It is still the answer for the issues and the problems in your world. It's still the blood. It's still Jesus. It's still Jesus crucified. It's still Jesus risen. It's still one God. It's still Jesus' name baptism. It's still infilling of the Holy Ghost. It's still power in the name. It's still in Jesus. I know this is a simple message tonight, but I've come to remind you on a Sunday night alive. It still works. It's still the answer, baby. I know to the world, it seems foolish. It seems crazy. It's... Hallelujah. Oh, it seems foolish. It seems crazy. It seems... Uh, foolish in their minds 
of the elite and the scholarly that you would come to the house of God and that you would come to the presence of God and begin to worship God and believe God for a miracle and believe that God's going to do something mighty. It seems so foolish. Hey Amen. Why would you pray to a dead God? Why would you petition to a God that you cannot see? Hey Amen. Because you don't understand that I have enough faith to believe that he's more than able. What you don't understand is that we have a testimony of the faithfulness and the goodness of the Lord. You know what encouraged them in the Bible when they can to think about how the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. It was always a constant reminder of the goodness and the faithfulness of Jesus of God. Hey man, we didn't have the revelation of Jesus yet, but then they got the revelation and understanding that all along that rock that was leading them in the Old Testament, that rock was Christ. Hey man, it was Jesus all alone, even though they can't see it. Hey man, you know what you need every once in a while in the house of God? You need to remind yourself of the goodness of Jesus. You need to remind yourself of where he brought you from and the goodness of the Lord. They had the testimony and revelation. If he did it before, baby, he'll do it again. And if he set those Hallelujah. If he delivered the drug addict, amen, then he'll deliver them now. Amen. If he I sure do wish this thing worked right now. It still works. It still works. His name is the only way. It's the only way to salvation. It's the only way to deliverance. It's the only way to freedom. It you came on a Sunday night and some of you came with issues in the house of the Lord. I want to let you know it's not in medication. It's not in a psychologist. Amen. It's not in a therapy session, baby. It's in the presence of God. It's in the presence of Jesus. It's in the presence of Jesus. I know it's old-fashioned. I know it seems outdated, but I still believe in red-hot services where the glory of the Lord begins to move. And the drug addict begins to come down to the altar, stumbling in the presence of God and says, I can't leave this place until I get my miracle. I Hallelujah. Hey, you guys got me about to cut up on Sunday night. I'm about to lose my voice. Uh, woo! It still works. It still works. You can, you can read all the self-help books that you want to. You can read all, what's his name, Tony Robbins? I don't know. There's so many guys, you know. They just end up repeating the same information over and over and just putting a little tagline in there. You can find any self-help book that you want. You can try to find some gimmick. Now, now I know the nurses in here are going to want to grill and crucify me. Now, I'm not saying that there's not real issues and problems. I understand all that. Man, I had a grandmother that was schizophrenic, and she had issues and problems. She had a nervous breakdown when she was young and all of her life. She didn't live in her right mind. So there's different things that happen, man, to people in the world. Man, things that they up against mental. You know, right now, in our society and world, it seems like mental health is such at the forefront of the topic. 
seems like in the last couple years, the idea about the mind and where people are in their mind and how even where young people are and their thoughts and where they are mentally, it becomes such a, such a new idea of talking and thought and it's becoming more frequent. And in all of that, understand the reality of issues and the problems that people face, trauma, things that take them back to places and things that they have experienced that have been, been traumatic for them. It's been full of, of scars that face. But in all of that, I understand I don't belittle experiences of people today, but I still believe in the power of Jesus. I still believe in the power of the message. Why would I preach what I preach if I still didn't believe that God can heal those with depression? Why would we preach the gospel if we didn't believe that God can heal those with anxiety? Why would we preach the only saving gospel if we did not believe that you could come to the house of God broken, but you can walk out of the house of God healed and in your right mind? Because when you consider the Bible talks about the demoniac, we had the conversation about how he's in a place and he's in a place of spiritual bondage. But in of all of that spiritual bondage, when the Lord gets done with him, the Bible says what? He's clothed and in his right mind. I don't want to get to the place where I get so sophisticated and get so medicated on the lives of the world that I do not believe in the raw power of Jesus Christ. I don't want to get so dignified that I forget that he is still able to do it. I don't want to get to the place that I forget that he's still able to heal my mind. I don't want to get to the place where I forget that he's still able to heal my body. Hey Amen. I've come to encourage somebody tonight on a Sunday night. He is still able. You don't have to try to find another way. You don't have to try to find another message. You don't have to try to find another method. It still works. It's still the message that unlocks prison doors. It's still the message that heals blind eyes. It's still... It's still the message that heals and sets free. You know, to be interesting, the conversation that John has, John's in a place of prison. We know that John the Baptist is the forerunner of Jesus. He's in this place, and John is, is, is paving the way, and now John, Jesus is on the scene, and John finds himself in prison. And he, and he looks and he's telling his disciples, he says, is, is this he or should, or should we go look for another? He said, I want you to go find that Jesus. And I want to know if he really is the Messiah. Even John the Baptist, one that was the forerunner, began to even have questions in a moment and season and time of his life. Is he, in, is he in prison doors and his head is getting ready to get cut off? And those disciples, they begin to go down to Jesus. 
And they begin to ask the question, is it you? Is it you? And he, with such a sense of humor, I feel like the Lord has. He says, you go tell John that the blind see, the lame walk, that the deaf hear, they're healed, they're walking in power and revelation. Sometimes what we need a reminder in the house of the Lord is Jesus is still able. Jesus is still able. This is what Paul was trying to tell Timothy. He said, Timothy, I know it's a dark day. I know it's perilous times. I know that the works of flesh are before you. Before you, I know that there's people not walking in godliness, not walking in the power. I know that there's people seducing. Amen. And there's evil men around you. And it seems like they're getting worse and worse. I know it seems like the world around you is getting worse and worse. But Timothy, continue thou. And the things which thou hast learned and has been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Timothy, what he was saying, Timothy, which you heard a long time ago. Timothy, which you heard your pastor preach. Timothy, you keep on holding on to that, Timothy. It doesn't matter what's going on. You keep telling them that Jesus is able. You keep telling them that Jesus will heal. You keep telling them that Jesus will deliver. I've come to remember mind you emphatically on a Sunday night he still is able I don't care what the world says I don't care about the pressure in your world tonight Jesus is still able to heal you Jesus is still able to set you walk in the house of God with issues problems insecurities Walk in the house of God with, with all kind of things in your mind, all kind of heaviness weighing in. Jesus is still the answer. It's still the rock. It's still the rock of all ages. I, I, I've just come to let you know tonight, very plainly, I've come to remind somebody, simple faith, he is still able. I don't care what the report says. I don't care what the doctor says. I don't care what they say about you. I don't care how many times they gave up on you, said you'll never make it. You'll never get out of the circumstance. You'll never get out of the situation. Hey, man, you might be a guest and visitor in this house today, and it might be your first time in an apostolic service. I don't care what your mama, your daddy said about you. I don't care what your family said about you. But in the eyes of God, you are important, and everybody else around you may have gave up on you and said you would be a loser and you wouldn't be anything. Hey, man, I've come to let you know know and you were divinely appointed to be in the service tonight that there's a God that's interested in letting you know that he's still able to set you free well preacher you don't know I've had these scars for over 20 years have you heard about the woman with the issue of blood 18 years long running with issues and problems but when she saw Jesus in the room when she saw Jesus she said if I can but touch the hem of his garment I shall be made whole if I I can get where Jesus is, something's going to change, baby. If I can get where the Savior is. Woo. 
Come on, praise them right now for about 30 seconds. I'm telling you, there's faith in this house right now. There's miracles in this house right now. There's deliverance in this house right now. I'm telling you, somebody's going to get a miracle tonight. Somebody's going to get a healing tonight. Come on, keep on praising. I'm telling you, the gift of faith is stirring in this house right now. Hallelujah. The gift of faith is stirring in this house right now. If I can get some musicians to come. He's still unlocking the doors. Hey, man, I don't want anything slow. I want something upbeat. I'm telling you, there's doors that are going to open up in somebody's world tonight. Hey, man, there's doors that are going to open up. Hey, man, that when we begin to praise and magnify the Lord. Hey, man, when they begin to praise, isn't it funny that all the bands of the house were loose and those that were locked up, hey, man, they were able to come out as one man begin to praise, as one man begin to magnify. Hey, man, I've come to preach something to you very simply tonight. Hey man, the methodology in this hour that we're living in, it's not in a new way or message, but it's in the gospel. It's in the word. Baby, you need to pick up the word of God and say, I'm praising on a Sunday night. You need to pick up the word of God and say, I'm dancing on a Sunday night. You need He's still able. He's still able. He's still able. You start telling your neighbor, and you start telling your friends, you need to come down to this church with me. You you got an issue, man. Some of you need to start taking your Bible with a little bit of attitude, a little bit of a little bit of stank face, a little, little bit of attitude. Not with your nose up, because now we don't want to be called stuck up now. Don't be doing that. Don't be embarrassing us now. You know, this is a little side note. It's not a little tangent, but, you know, apostolics are some of the worst about talking to each other. You know, you walk up in the store or something, they walk right past you. Praise God. Praise God. Good to see you, too, you know. Man, some of us, we need to get a little bit. I hope this is okay tonight. I just, I want to have fun in the presence of God tonight. You... You know what we gotta have? Gotta have a little bit of an attitude with us, a little bit of a little bit of walking with us, a little bit of attitude, a little bit of stank face, talking about the goodness of the Lord, telling somebody, you know what, you know what, instead of you going down, how about you know what you should try this, because I bet you somebody in this room, hey man, I don't know, but I bet you there's somebody in this room. You 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 probably got some kind of form of a of a counseling session tried out, hey man, that you gotta go down to, and I'm not belittling that tonight. But you know what? I'm going to tell you something. Before you go to that counseling session this week, before you go sit down and talk to somebody about an hour about all your issues and problems, why don't you take about an hour of getting in the Holy Ghost tonight? Why don't you take just about an hour and you just allow the Holy Ghost to shake over your mind and just allow your mind to be transformed by the renewing of the Spirit? And you tell me at the...
this service tonight after you, now I'm not talking about you just do your cute little praise on a Sunday night and you walk out with your depression and you walk out with your issues and your problems but I'm talking about baby you shaking the Holy Ghost until bobby pins are flying you shaking the Holy Ghost and girls you begin to kick off your heels and guys you begin to loose up your tie and you say I'm not leaving in this house until I get in the Holy Ghost I'm not leaving this place until I get drunk I'm not leaving this place until I walk out differently, baby. I'm not leaving this house until I get full of the Holy Ghost. I'm not leaving this place until I get my breakthrough. I'm not letting a stone cry out for me. I'm not letting something else take my praise. Some of you, you've been silent for too long. It's time to get your voice back. It's time to get your voice back. It's time to get that harp that you hung upon willows because all of the circumstances and all of the trials and it's time to pick up that heart baby and it's time to play again it's time to sing again it's time to dance again it's time to rejoice Go ahead and give God some praise. Go ahead and give God some praise. Go ahead and shut. Psalms 146. Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. While I live, will I praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. Put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man in whom there is no help. Praise the Lord. You know what we need on a Sunday night? You don't need to cry any tears tonight. Hey Amen. What you need to do is you need to lift up your hands and begin to praise the Almighty God. You need to begin to lift up your voice and begin to shout unto God with the voice of triumph. You know what that voice of triumph is? It's as a ringing cry that begins to fill the atmosphere. You need to let that ringing cry fill the atmosphere right now. Come on, the answer to your depression is getting in the Holy Ghost. The answer to your anxiety is getting in the Holy Ghost. The answer to your marriage issues is getting in the Holy Ghost. Get in the Holy Ghost. Get in the Holy Ghost. Some of y'all waiting on me. Like I got the answer to your problem. Because if I was some of you, 
And if I've been locked up, how I've been locked up. Hey man, I wouldn't matter. I wouldn't care who was looking at me. I wouldn't care who was around me. I would begin just to shake myself in the Holy Ghost. I begin. You know what we need every once in a while? You need every once in a while. You just need to shake yourself. You need to shake yourself. You. What you need to do right now, you need to grab your neighbor and you need to begin to shake him in the Holy Ghost. You need to begin to shake him in the Holy Ghost. Why? It looks foolish to everybody else, but you know what begins to happen? The chains begin to fall. gonna cry out for me baby ain't no stone gonna cry out for me I'm gonna praise my Jesus come on let it fill the house right now come on it's time to loosen up the tie it's time to kick off the shoes it's time to get the Holy Ghost it's time to praise it's time to shout it's time I'm telling you, it's flowing through this house right now. It's flowing through this house right now. It's flowing through this house right now. Come on. The devil's still a liar. The devil's still a liar. It still works. Jesus' name, it still works. It still works. I'm telling you, some of you need to pick up your feet and begin to stomp on the devil's head. It still works, baby. It that same fervency I want you to close your eyes and I just want you to begin to shout I want you to close your eyes and I just want you to shout I want come on prison doors are about to open prison doors are about to open right now Come on, as they begin to sing, I don't want you to hold back, but I want you to begin to praise the name of the Lord. I'm 